Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. Johanna, hi. Welcome to the show today. Where are you from? Hi, Lisa. I am from Westport, Connecticut. Oh, that's nice. Hi, Johanna. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hi. Uh, Hi. So what's your question? How can I help you today? So... I have twins who are going to college, and of course, like any mom, I'm worried about their health and welfare. So I would like to, I'd like your advice or maybe direct me to what can I do? I'm looking for a, like a power of attorney for health care. I have one son who's going to school very far away in New Orleans, so if anything happened, I'd, I'm very far away. I just couldn't pick up and go to the doctor or to the hospital as opposed to a local son who's going to a Yukon in stores. Mm-hmm. But either way, if they need my help or treatment and they're unable to make their own decisions, what can I do? So first of all, you could very easily have each one of them sign a power of attorney to make you, in Connecticut, we call it a healthcare representative. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a one pager, but, but it has to have two independent witnesses and basically, so your son, are your son's 18 yet? So they're turning 18 in October. So very soon. Right. But they need to be 18. Okay. Got okay. it. So, so that's the first thing. So you could do it over Thanksgiving if you want to. Okay. And my suggestion is that, uh, and it's called a healthcare representative. It isn't called a power of attorney. It's called a healthcare representative in mm-hmm. Connecticut, specifically for healthcare. And they would sign it because they would sign it as a way of designating you or you and then a successor if it couldn't be you, if you're out of town or something, somebody else. And in that, they would sign it, and they would sign it in front of two witnesses. You cannot be one of the witnesses because you would be the agent, right? You would be the representative. So you need two other people who are independent of this, and you also need a notary. 
And that's okay. the form. And it's, a, you know, it's sort of a pain in the neck, but that's what you need to do. Uh, in order to find it, I was looking on something called eForms.com. I don't know if they charge you or not. You can get it for free. You just do a simple Google search of CTPOA healthcare representative form. It comes right up. Uh, and it, because it is, it is from the statute itself, it is listed, Johanna, from the statute. And if you send me an email with your email, which I think you might have already done, um, I'll send it to you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's easy peasy because it isn't anything fancy. It is literally the form is in the statute itself. Great. I know some, some moms were talking about through these, these mom chats, and they said there's forms like Mama Bear or there's some other forms that charge you money or like a legal Zoom. But I thought there's, I did think that there was something local that I could use. Yeah, I mean, you know, you the thi- here's the thing. You have to use the form that is the recognized form in the state in which the form is signed. So you don't sign a Louisiana form in Connecticut. You sign the Connecticut form in Connecticut and then Louisiana recognizes it because it was properly signed in Connecticut. Got it. Thank you. That's what our full faith. Yeah, that's what our full faith and credit clause is uh, is about. It means you have to give full faith and credit to any legal law in another state. So, and so that's why. So, and I'm looking at the form right now, and the form gives, and it's it's right on our, um, it's right on portal.ct.gov, appointing healthcare representative. But I'll send it to you. And Thank you. It just says, I understand as a competent adult, I have the right to make decisions about my health care. I appoint so-and-so to be my health care representative, authorized to make any and all health care decisions for me. That's what you want, right? Yes. Now, that is different than a general power of attorney. A power of attorney is for everything else. A power of attorney is for money and for decisions about claims and housing and taxes and litigation and a million other things. So if you wanted to have that, that's another form that's also available online in Connecticut. And you would also sign it up with the same thing, but it wouldn't be for healthcare. It's for everything except healthcare. Got it. So I guess what I, what I didn't know, the form was called the healthcare representative form. And I guess that's what I was looking for. So that is what you're looking for. And I'll thank you for your help. I mean, that's great advice. I'm sure I'm not the only mom out there that has those questions. Yeah. Well, good luck with your twin boys. So this is going to be their freshman year. Pretty exciting. Yes. Yes. I'm very yeah. excited. And it's very scary at the same time, Lisa. So thank you for your sage advice. You're, you're wonderful. I appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. Do you have, are these your only, I mean, is this it? Your two boys and that's it? Any? No, I have another, I have one more two years behind. So I have, so, so it'll be much easier the next time that she goes. I'm going to have all this great information. Okay. All right, Johanna. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye, Lisa. Pleasure. Take care. Bye. And so for those of you who are listening, if you go on portal.ct.gov, you will see, and you look on the, um, I don't want you to look there. That's not where I want you. Oh, hold on. I want you to look someplace else. Uh, if you go on portal.ct.gov and you look at appointment of healthcare representative, they literally have the form on the website. I'll send it to Johanna because she took the time to email me. And if you do, I'll send it to you too. But it is a generally decent question to know. You do worry sometimes. What happens if my kid is 18 and they're away? 
And now what if they need me and uh, they're recognizing as an adult, I want to make sure that God forbid something happens, I have to swoop in. And you know something, you know, stuff does happen. My sister got into a bad car accident in college. Uh, we didn't need the um, healthcare affidavit, thank God, you know, but it was a bad car accident. And it was in Boston. And luckily, my, my husband's parents were there and they were at the hospital in Natick within 45 minutes. Uh, and the car was totaled and, you know, it was, it was a whole thing. So I understand, but you know what? It's not going to happen, Johanna. That's the thing. You do these things like umbrellas in the rain. You take an umbrella with you in case of rain and it never rains when you have the umbrella. So you can do the appointment of healthcare representatives so that you never need it. I'm good with that. 203-333-9422. All right. We're going to be right back with more news stories you can use. If you want me to share a little bit of what I know from Lisa on the law about what I know. Uh, You can send me an email during the week at lisa at lisawexler.com or through wicc600.com on my page. We'll be right back. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. I was just sending Johanna the link and the healthcare representative. And Melissa, my Melissa, Melissa Chessman, our producer reminded me that actually this is not the first person to have asked. So I guess it is definitely something that concerns parents. You know, they're sending their kids off to school before we know it. And uh, they want to make sure in case of an emergency that they are recognized with all this HIPAA crap that goes on. If we have to swoop in as parents and be there, we don't want to be told, wait a minute, they didn't sign a piece of paper. So again, in Connecticut, you have to have two witnesses for a healthcare representative form. That's what we call them. Some states call them healthcare proxies. Others call them healthcare agents. In Connecticut, we happen to call them healthcare representatives. All the same, same difference. And the general principle is that if something is properly signed in the state in which those are the requirements for that document, that no matter where you bring it to, it will be recognized in the state in which you have to use it. That's why a lot of people ask me all the time, do I need a new will now that I've moved to Connecticut? And the answer is not really. I mean, it might be nice. It might be advisable in the long term because wills should be looked at as documents to be looked at every five years anyway. They go stale. People die. They move away. They don't want to act as fiduciaries, even though at one point they were willing to do it. Five years later, they're not so willing. Your kids are that much more grown up. People that you thought might be guardians because they're in their lives, wouldn't you would never think of using now. I mean, all kinds of things happen in life. So that's why I always advise people to look at their wills every five years. But the truth is that if you signed up your will in Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island, Indiana, it doesn't matter. And it was a valid will there when you signed it, and you're not changing anything about it now, substantively, 
you don't need to go to a lawyer and spend money and get a new will. And you certainly shouldn't do it on LegalZoom. Don't take your... Don't take that into your hands, please. I'm not a big believer in that. 203-333-9422, because I've seen too many creative scribes get into trouble. But the bottom line is just because something was in another state doesn't mean you need to redo it in this state. Not at all. Uh, we admit as a probate matter, as a probate court, we admit wills from all over the country every single day as long as they were properly executed in the state in which they were executed. That's it. So if one state requires two witnesses but doesn't require a notary uh, and we look it up and we see that, yes, in that state, that's exactly what they were allowed to do to make a will good in that state. We honor it here, even though in our state, we need to have a self-proving affidavit with a notary, et cetera. 203 That's why, you know, what happened with um, Aretha, Aretha Franklin I spoke about it last week, and we have it as a podcast, but it would never happen here. It could never happen here. The will that was admitted by the jury would never happen in Connecticut. Uh, first of all, we don't have juries ruling on wills ever in Connecticut. Only judges. End of story. No juries. But second, uh, the will that was purported to be found was handwritten. The fact is it was buried beneath her mattress, it wasn't witnessed by anybody, much less witnessed and notarized by anybody, but the jury was found able to decide that it was, in fact, her, it, it was, in fact, the, the written word of somebody whose last known wishes were committed to writing. They believed that that's what she intended to do the last time she actually put her thoughts to paper, and therefore they admitted that will. I don't know if that would be appealed, by the way. We'll see what happens. But that's what happened in a jury situation. That could never happen in Connecticut, because in Connecticut, a will is a creature of statute. We don't admit handwritten wills that are not witnessed. And so it just would have been inadmissible, would not have worked. 203-333-9422. But if that will had been, let's say Aretha Franklin uh, had since become, let's say she had since become, this would be a very interesting conflict of laws question. Let's say Aretha Franklin had written that will in Michigan and then she had moved to Connecticut and in Connecticut, somebody had tried to admit that will on the ground that in Michigan, that will was perfectly admissible. Query, how would that have been decided in Connecticut? And the answer is, in Connecticut, one it would not be a jury who would be looking at it. It would be a judge who would be looking to see whether under the laws of the state of Michigan, that will was in fact admissible. And if they found that it could have been admitted in Michigan and was in fact the last will and testament of somebody, then they could have admitted it even though in Connecticut, had it been done in Connecticut and written in Connecticut, it would have been thrown out. Yeah. Melissa wants to ask me a question. She doesn't understand my explanation. It's a conflict of laws issue. Well, I understand that, but there was a conflict already in Michigan, so that had to be sorted out. Well, there was a conflict in Michigan, but not about where the, where the um, document was executed. It was just among an earlier writing in Michigan and then the later writing in Michigan. But it's, it's, when we talk about conflict of laws, the question is, in the place in which 
it was in fact executed, was it executed under the laws of that state properly? 203-333-9422. I'm going a little bit in the weeds with the wills, right? A little bit, a little bit in the weeds. Okay. Hi, Gloria from Westport. If I can help you, I will. I don't know if I can because I don't know what the question is. Let's see. It's a quickie. Uh, You've heard about it's all over TV, the class action lawsuit on talc powder and cancer? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Is it normal for a law firm to take 40% of whatever you would normally get, of the 40% of what what, what you would get? No. Seems very high for me. Very high. Okay. That was my question. What would you think it should be? Well, usually the top is a third, but in class action suits, it's usually less. Okay. It's usually more like 20%. But I will tell you that a class action legal fee is always subject to the approval of the judge. So no matter what they make you sign ahead of time, it doesn't matter. Because a judge always awards legal fees in class actions. Always. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you for your help. Yeah, you're welcome. You are you going to sign up to one of them, Gloria? I'm not going to sign it. I just don't like it. They, I'll talk to you another time. Okay. 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 All right. Have, yeah. a, have a good yeah. day. Okay. I mean, listen, you know, lawyers, especially with class actions, but, you know, even for negligence, I want to tell you something. This is a really good area. This is a good question that Gloria asked. When you sign up for personal injury, let's say you get in a car accident, you know, those buses, everybody's advertising, they want your business. In Connecticut, the typical situation is that they don't charge you anything. And in fact, they'll advance expenses on your behalf. There's no fee unless they recover. That's true. And when they recover, they get a third. But, but listen to me, the third is only up to $300,000. After that, it's a sliding scale and it goes down, I think, to 25%, 20% of the amount over that. Now, here's what a lot of lawyers do. They're not satisfied with what the statute has. And the statute has an out. And the statute says that if when you're signing up with the lawyer, the lawyer gets you to sign a waiver of the statutory limitation, that they can, in fact, get the entire third of whatever you recover up to ad infinitum. But you have to sign a waiver of that. And if they don't make you sign a waiver, so when I look at, things in court, I always look at the original retainer agreement. And if the client signed a waiver, they have to pay the whole one-third. But if they didn't, don't come to me and ask for a one-third fee because I know the law. And as far as the waiver goes, it's difficult for clients to say no to their own attorneys. They usually sign the waiver because they want that lawyer to represent them. Personally, I think a lot of times it's obnoxious because the legislature has said we think over a certain amount, you really shouldn't be entitled to that high a fee. But it all depends upon the case, and some cases are harder than others, for sure. And so a lot of these negligence attorneys will get the waiver no matter what. But I want you to know, I want you to know that is a third only up to $300,000. That's what it is. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the call, Gloria. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 